0: This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Well, the news broke yesterday, basically during the end of the Jaguars game. The Packers had, in fact, signed David Bakhtiari to a new contract. This is the big extension everyone's been waiting for. Bakhtiari is now the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. So, what do we know so far? Well, not a ton. It is a four-year extension, meaning Bakhtiari will be locked up until 2024. Ken Ingalls of the Unknown Packers podcast and Twitter fame was kind enough to do some preliminary breakdowns. He estimates the 2020 cap hit for David Bakhtiari will increase by $1.5 million, leaving the Packers, in his estimation, with just $3.9 million to work with for the rest of the year. Now, there is a $30 million signing bonus, which, if you recall from the Kenny Clark extension, is divided equally among the remaining years left on the contract. So that would be 2020 through 2024, $6 million every year. Next year, Bakhtiari will be paid $19.4 million, which is up almost $9 million from what he was paid in 2020. In total, when you factor in all the bonuses that he could potentially receive, this new deal is worth up to $105 million. Not bad for a fourth-round pick. GM Brian Gutekind did answer some questions after the news broke. I always love hearing from Brian because, unlike a lot of the coaches and sometimes players, you don't get a lot of fluff from Brian. No mystifying non-answers. He either answers the question or just straight-up says, I'm not going to answer that. So, I listened to the 12-minute interview, so you don't have to. Here's the highlights. How do you navigate these tough times coming financially?
1: Yeah, I think this was actually an important part of what we're trying to do. Um, this will actually, uh, as we move forward into 21, which is going to be a challenging year for everyone in the National Football League, but this will give us a little bit more flexibility. Flexibility to do what? What else do you want to do? Well, I think obviously we have some players that, uh, that are coming up that we'd certainly like to, to re-sign if we can. You know, there's going to be, I think this year is going to be unique free agents class only because a lot of teams are going to be trying to get under the number on whatever that comes out to be the players that might be on the, on the available to us during the March period may, may be a little bit different than it has been in the past. And we want to have some flexibility to, to do those things if we can. So I think it's a combination of that. I think, you know, we've always believed that we'd like to take care of our own first. It's very important to us. But we'd also like to have some flexibility to see what the market might bring in, in March.
0: Brian, was there anything in particular that made this happen either right after the trade deadline or halfway through the year. I mean, traditionally, you see something this big either right before the season or right at the end of the season. Is there Was there anything in particular that drove this in the middle of the year?
1: I don't think there's anything in particular. I think it was there was probably a willingness on both sides to want, want to get it done. I think from our side of things, uh, what he brings to the table, not only as a player but a leader in our locker room, uh, we felt it was important. And um, I think David really, you know, I want to speak for David, but I think he really wanted to be here. I think this place is important to him. So I think uh, um, his agents and David, I, you know, give them a lot of credit. You know, this was important to them and, and it was important to us. Is there much chance of getting any other extensions done before the season's over or does everything else going to have to wait until the off season now? Um, you know, We never really put any kind of restrictions on anything. I think there's there's opportunities to get some deals done, but we'll kind of have to, to wait and see how, how that goes. The 21-cap situation, again, is um, problematic, and I think everyone's trying to kind of figure out how they're going to solve that going forward. So we'd certainly like to, um, whether it happens or not. That's, uh, that's, that's tough to tell. With you guys working through this, did it affect uh, the trade deadline at all in terms of what kind of salaries you could potentially bring in? Did it have any impact there? Uh, no, not at all. From drafting Jordan to what you did or didn't sign in the offseason to the trade deadline, you've taken some slings and arrows, some of them from us. Um, what do you think about the way your team is playing at 7-2, and two, and what do you think of the way that your quarterback is playing? Um, coming off a really gritty win tonight, we said 7-2. and two, I think as you go through a season, I think the most important thing is that You continue to prove, you know, each and every week and try to play your best football as as January football comes upon you. Um, So, you know, I'm proud of our team. We've certainly through this first nine games um, had our share of adversity with injuries and things like that, and and really like the way that we've overcome it. There's a lot to to work on. There's no doubt about it. And I think that our best football is, is still out there, and I'm excited about that. And then as far as the way Aaron's playing, I mean, I mean, obviously, we've seen him play at such an elite level for so long. It's, in some ways, it's um, you don't get surprised by it anymore, but it's uh, it's he's special. He's, he's a special player, the one of the, of the likes that I've never seen, and um, he's certainly playing at a very high level, and I think that gives us a chance.
0: Clearly, the reporters were trying to get a headline out of Gutekunst along the lines of the reason the Will Fuller signing didn't happen is because of Bakhtiari, something like that as well as trying to set some sort of expectation, whether we can expect a Kevin King, Corey Lindsley, or Aaron Jones extension before the year is over. The answer, of course, was what you'd expect. Well, we'd like to, but it'll be very difficult. The real interesting thing to me is that the Packers do still clearly view themselves as buyers in this upcoming free agency after the season ends. The Bakhtiari extension does put them significantly over the cap for next year, leaving no room to sign any free agents. But could they free up some money if they were to cut guys like Rick Wagner, Dean Lowry, Christian Kirksey, heck, even Corey Lindsley? The answer is a very firm no. Not even close. In particular, Lindsley's contract is up at the end of this year, meaning these numbers that have the Packers over the cap next year already don't include a single penny for Lindsley. Now, both Zedarius and Preston Smith, as well as Adrian Amos and Billy Turner— all do provide some options if you were to cut them. And given the production out of Preston Smith this year and the large number of guys you'd have to let walk in order to even get back to being under the cap, at this point, it looks virtually impossible for Preston Smith to be a Green Bay Packer in 2021. As for Aaron Jones, yeah, it could still happen. We were waiting on the David Bakhtiari extension in order to get some firmer numbers about what kind of money we could be playing with for Aaron Jones. Here's the short answer. They have to cut some expensive guys first just to get back to zero. Then they would need to cut more guys in order to free up any additional money for Aaron Jones. Although I don't like seeing this much money tied up at any one position, there's no question left tackle is worth it. After quarterback, left tackle is easily the most important position on the team, and having one of the best left tackles in the entire NFL is worth it, no matter the cost. But we do know enough about how the Packers operate, to say pretty conclusively, this means no Corey Lindsley and possibly no Billy Turner. That does it for today. Thank you so much for listening. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer's strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the PackerNet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to PackerNet.com and follow the PackerNet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.